We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Weather this week, two to three shower per day alert. If you are working in the yard, applying bug spray, going to the pool, grilling, and then running to the store during temperatures of 90 degrees and higher humidity levels, you can plan on taking two to three showers during the day. This will be complicated by the current volunteer water restriction policy. This segment is possible today because of Nebraska Grain Sorghum Board and Lower Platte South Natural Resource District. Technological innovations in heating and air conditioning. We're going to get futuristic with John from John Henry's Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Do you mean John of John Henry himself, Robin? (laughs) You'll have to wait and see. Also, we'll talk about incentive money to insulate your home from Lincoln Electric System. And the airport just had an open house, and we're going to talk about new businesses uh, in Lincoln with the Chamber of Commerce. In the studio with us, John from John Henry's Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Hello, how are you today? Great, good morning. How are you? Are you the guy? I wish I was the guy. <laughs> it was an easy interview the, the day that I got the job, but I am, I am <laughs> a like, John with John Henry's, but not quite the John with John Henry's. Oh, Henry. okay. Like, well, we, you're somewhat acceptable because of your first name. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining the show. Other than a f- philosophical viewpoint, are there some financial reasons right now that you guys can share with us that would incentivize homeowners to spend some money on some energy efficient? Because there's a perception out there that that's more that's expensive to go down that road even though there's a payoff in the future. Yeah, in 2023 we currently have some better incentives with Lincoln Electric Systems than we had in 2022. Really? Yeah. To increase the efficiency of your outdoor uh, condensing unit. We have some available money from Black Hills to update your gas burning furnaces. And uh, for 2023 gas burning furnaces. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. For your natural gas Your furnaces. natural gas furnaces. If you uh, upgrade your furnace, there is some money from Black Hills that you can qualify for. And the government tax credit this year was written to allow customers to buy high-efficient heat pumps and ultra-high-efficient gas furnaces. Oh, great. Uh, talk about the differences between residential and commercial HVAC systems. In principle, they do the same job. Most of the time, the residential systems are well-maintained. The commercial systems sometimes are a little bit more forgotten about because you don't see them day-to-day. They're oftentimes in a ceiling or on a rooftop or something like that. So, But for the most part, most of the technology, and we're going to get into this question a little bit later, but most of the technology in commercial is more futuristic than we have residentially. Really? Yeah. yeah. Are there incentives right now for the commercial too, or those incentives that you just described, is that mostly for residential? It's mostly residential. I'm not as familiar with the, maybe the tax code on the commercial side of things, um, but I, like geothermal units and whatnot have some incentive, uh, but, I, but I don't know the commercial, like the tax part of it as well. 
And then the, the maintenance between commercial and residential, I mean, yeah, it's different depending on the system. Yeah, so it goes back to that same thing. Residential heating and air equipment is, you know, typically it's in your basement. Sometimes yeah, stick a furnace filter in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you walk by it maybe day day by day doing laundry and things. So you do tend to remember, oh, maybe I should check my furnace filter or something. But when you have the commercial units, again, on the roof or whatnot, you, you just very rarely climb up on the roof and walk by it. So you got to get somebody up there yeah, and, and check it, those things out. A hundred percent. And in maintenance, it's just a little bit, a little harder to get to them. That's right. about it. They're larger and uh, they're, but they're just a little more difficult to access. But, but do you want to do maintenance pretty much the same t- type of maintenance uh, on time both ta- of them? Timetable. Timetables. Yeah. Like yeah. every three or four months or some people do it semi-annually, I realize, but it's whatever. A, it's a good idea to do it you know, as often as you would residentially. The filters that go into commercial units are designed to last a little bit longer than a residential one because you don't want to climb up on the roof four times a year to do that, so that part. But those units are oftentimes working quite a bit harder than our residential ones are, so they just need that extra care, and it it keeps them running more efficiently as well. Talk about that futuristic thing. What what are the things that we have or maybe haven't even seen yet in Lincoln that's kind of futuristic. So residentially, the indoor and outdoor units that we see every day have gotten to the point where they're about as technologically advanced as they can be in their current form. Commercial units are required to be more efficient than residential units are because of their load and how much electricity and power that they consume. So some of the technology that you see in commercial will eventually trickle into our residential items over the next few years. We have units on buildings and in commercial buildings that are variable rate refrigerant type of units. Those are very, very common in, 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 in commercial units, not as much in residential. And I believe those, will, those types of units will start finding their way into the residential world. Hmm. So when you hear that variable rate, you'll know it, it has come. Well, very interesting. It's nice to hear what the differences are because I, you know, some business owners want to own a building of their own and it's good for them to have this information and it's fun to hear how it might be changing Absolutely. In, in coming years. We've been talking to John from John Henry's Plumbing, Heating and Air Conditioning. Coming up next, what's going on out at the airport? They just had a big open house, like all this fancy new remodeling. We'll be right back. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. One of our past radio show guests, an author, Tom Nichols, who wrote the books The Death of Expertise and the book Our Own Worst Enemy, had a bit part in succession. He was cast as a cranky right-wing television pundit right at the end of the series. The podcast of our most recent interview with Tom Nichols is on KLIN.com. Just look for it on KLIN under the Grow Lincoln Podcasts section. And this segment is possible today because of Service Master Professional Building Maintenance and University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business. He wrote that book about how people don't 
listen to experts anymore. They Google it and then they go to their doctor and they like argue. Right. They think they know everything from know. Uh, reading two articles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was a great guest. Um, with us today, Rachel Barth from the airport. Um, their big reveal was this past week. They had an open house um, sh showing the new remodeling of, of the airport. Rachel, how are you doing after that? Are you exhausted? <laughs> it has been a really exciting, but I agree, Tara. Um, just like exhausting week. Um, we did, we opened the new terminal. So we did a public open house on Tuesday evening for the public just to come and check out our new gates and um, just how beautiful everything is, how spacious all the new um, add-ons are, give people the opportunity to see it, um, especially if they don't fly frequently or have never flown out of Lincoln, um, they were able to see it. So we opened up our Flyers Club, our new bar and restaurant is still it's still getting there. It's not completely um, up and operational yet because they still have to go through all of their, um, you know, background stuff. But everybody got to see it. And we had probably, I bet, 500 people there. So it had, we had a really good turnout. Oh, good. Yeah. And and for someone who hasn't been to the airport, but maybe they hear about these new flights, which we're going to talk about in a second. Um, and, you you know, they remember going in there and facing the escalators that go up. And you'd go up, 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 up. And then you would either turn to the left and most of the time you would turn to the right, you know, to go take your – to go catch your plane. What is different now? Yeah. So I would say immediately the biggest difference is right away on the first floor, um, kind of to the north of the escalators or if you take a left as you walk in, um, that's all brand new. So new white trousel floor new ceiling, new windows. Um, at the front of the entrance, we had three entrance um, doors. Now we're down to two. So that's also a big change for us. Um, we're actually going to remove eventually the doors that take you right in front of the escalators just because that's where a lot of people um, would kind of congregate and it would just cause some like kind of issues with too many people right below the escalators. And so we'll have a clear arrivals and departures door um, but new kiosks, new ticketing counters down there. And then you're correct. As you go up the escalators, normally you turn right to go to those gates, but now you'll turn left. And luckily, I have beautiful big balloons up right now, so everybody knows where to go. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, because without the balloons, they wouldn't know. <laughs> if it wasn't right, for balloons. Really. <laughs> um, but TSA is up and operational, and I actually flew out this week. And so I was on one of the first flights out. Um, I had to head to Denver for an airport conference. Um, but United is operating now out of our new terminal. Um, so that the, the TSA will be expanding to two lines eventually once they get the other um, pieces of equipment in that they need. But they have a brand new space. And then, yeah, once you get through security, um, right in front of you is the bar and restaurant, which is gorgeous. And so they're planning by June 4th to be completely operational. They'll have a full commercial kitchen. And so people can stop and get something to eat or drink. Um, and then we have gates. Um, four through six um, to the kind of the left of them or north of them. And then you take a right gates one through three, which are right now are United gates. Um, so it's, it's great. I don't even know like how to explain it. It's, it I have to like pinch myself because it just, it's hard to recognize our airport when we've just have been used to like what we've been used to. And we've been under construction, I don't know, almost two years now. And so it's that's nice to see some of this kind of come to fruition. My my slogan has been not your mom and dad's airport anymore. No, it's changed. It's different. Hey, yeah. talk about the the new uh, airline uh, flights, yeah. I should say. 
Absolutely. It's like my favorite topic. Um, so Redway is the newest airline to come to Lincoln and they're a char- uh, 380 um, operator. Some people want to know what that means. Really customer facing, no difference. Um, they basically have not done a ton of commercial flying because they do more charter services for sports teams and you know famous musicians and things like that. But we're going to have them do commercial service and we're excited. We have seven new destinations um, next Thursday. It is our inaugural flights to Orlando and Texas. And so we're really excited for, you know, just new kind of passengers to our airport. A lot of these people have never flown out before. These prices are amazing. Um, I actually posted on my Facebook page today, we have flights to Dallas right now for $11 and flights to Minnesota for the same price. And um, they're just really affordable flights. And we wanted to be able to cater to those college students, those families of four, um, people who just, you know, maybe have not had a chance to fly out of Lincoln before because either one of price or two because of our destinations now hopefully can do that. And so we're super excited for Redway to, to start flying out of our airport. Well, uh, are you going to have your summer movies out there still? We are. We are. So the next one is June 23rd. Um, A1 Automotive is the sponsor. Super excited to have them um, step up to the plate and sponsor a movie. And we're going to do the movie Cars. So it makes sense. They're an automotive company. Um, but we're actually going to have a car show. So we're expecting to have 50 to 60 collectible cars out there for people to see. We have the dance team back, food trucks. So, yep, June 23rd. Um, people can head to our Facebook page and um, or any of our social media sites. We've been promoting um, the movie Cars, and it's free to the public. So bring the kids and head out. Well, thank you, Rachel. Rachel Barth from the Lincoln Airport. We appreciate having her telling you what's happening over at the airport. Coming up next, dirt is moving up on North 56th Street, Highway 77, and Interstate 80 on the north side, the big secret project. We're going to see if we can get anything out of Kevin Custer from the Chamber of Commerce when he comes in on the next segment. Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. Message us on Facebook or Twitter about businesses opening, closing, relocating, building that you know about. Provide us with an approximate address and what you do know, and we will check it out further. This segment is possible today because of Nebraska Green Sorghum Board and Lower Platte South Natural Resource District. We wanted to find out who the businesses are that are moving into Lincoln, have just announced that they're moving into Lincoln, might be coming to Lincoln. So we contacted Kevin Custer down at Lincoln Chamber of Commerce's division that's called Lincoln Partnership of Economic Development. And we're so happy to have you join us today, Kevin. Thanks for coming. Thanks yeah. for coming, Kev. Kevin. You, you bet. How many, how many staff do you have down there? Yeah, so sure. At the, at the partnership, like you mentioned, housed within the chamber, kind of a separate entity. At the partnership, we have six on staff. We actually have seven. We have an intern that's absolutely crushing it, but we're going to lose him fairly soon. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk more to the six. Um, six of us there. Um, Luke Peltz, who I think has been on this show in the past, kind of leads our operation um, and then in addition of the remaining five, we've got three individuals that are really focused on a workforce, kind of all things talent ecosystem, as, as you know, and I'm sure your listeners know that a lot of times moves the dial when it comes to business is access to talent. So 
We got a lot of resources there. So three people yeah, out there yeah. recruiting people to be employees. Yeah, yeah. Essentially yeah. kind of on, on all three sides of it. Three full-time people, yeah. Yep, all right. sides of it. Upskilling and working on the employer side as well as the workforce side. So that's a big piece of, of what we do. Yeah, well, without spilling any secrets, that uh, what types of businesses are you working to recruit right now? Yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. So, so when when we're talking recruitment, we're really looking internally on on what does Lincoln have to offer, right? Um, so, so the stuff that jumps off the page for businesses typically is is we have really good geographical advantages. So, we do a lot of work with like logistics, um, logistics and transportation. One that one that I can mention that that was announced not all that long ago was that Burrell Aviation Project sure. is, a, is a huge piece. The Lincoln is just, Lincoln Airport is doing amazing things and they had several announcements months in a row. Um, but one of the first ones was Burrell Aviation, $65 million, 200,000 square feet to be a logistics hub. Um, there's a lot of smaller airports kind of throughout the, the country that would potentially have a lot of, a lot of really good attributes that would make it good for air cargo logistics. Um, but maybe didn't have as much capital to put into that themselves. They're focused more on commercial air, which is great for us that live in Lincoln. So Burrell Aviation was a third party that invested in the airport to say, hey, speculatively, we feel like you're in a really good spot to attract uh, a big air cargo operation. So they've invested in that and plan to attract somebody to spend about $65 million. So that's one of the big ones. Um, you know, some of, some of the other stuff that we're working on, we see a lot of manufacturing. I think I think people don't realize until they look closer to Lincoln that advanced manufacturing is a huge hub. We 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 make a lot of really really cool pro- products here, and and we can use examples to show how successful you can be. So a lot of the projects that we get in that come either via the state or through our own relationships are in that adv- advanced manufacturing cluster. So that's that's a lot of what we're working on right now. I would say. And I I don't know to the extent to which you can talk about this, but there's a lot of activity going on at what we would think of as as 56th street or highway 77 and interstate 80 north up north yeah, yeah, yeah. um on more than just one corner there how much can you say about yeah, what's going on for sure well there's there's a there's a, a project agate is a project we've been working on for some time project that's, what project agate um, agate yep yeah, yep yeah, that's a data center project that's been in the works for a long time and that's sure. one of the bigger deals that are up there there's also new developments that are happening Arbor Road is, is is a is a really popular place. The the White Lotus Group is is developing about a million square feet of of logistics space. Once again, ac- quick access to the interstate is is valuable. In, Folks, in that's like for. five WalMarts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> it's big. It's a big project. <laughs> and, and this isn't their first time to doing this. They've got the same sort of development that they did up in Omaha. Yeah. Uh, uh, just off the interstate there. Really awesome group. Same groups that's doing the Pershing redevelopment downtown is doing doing some redevelopment out there on 70th. So, um, you know, that's a really attractive area, not only for from a logistics standpoint, the interstate access, but access to talent, right? When you're that close to I-80, it, it makes a lot more sense to be able to pull from both Lincoln and then west of Lincoln and east of Lincoln, too. Um, if, if you're if you're creating jobs that are attractive to people, which I think most most employers are looking to do that, um, you can pull you can pull employees from a wider range with, with that interstate access. So that's a really attractive area for sure. Um, you have a new president now, Jason Ball, and every new leader has a little bit different emphasis. Have you had to change some things or has he challenged you in certain ways or did he come in and say, hey, you guys are pretty perfect? <laughs> um 
Yeah, somewhere in between, right? I, I'll, I'll give him I'll give him credit because I think some people would come in and just be like, "All right, this is how I'm going to do it. I got hired to this, do this job, and we're going to do it exactly my way or the highway." That wasn't Jason's approach. I think Jason, with his experience in Lincoln and, and knew a lot of us and, and, and had a had an understanding that we were a pretty effective organization. But at the same time, you know, he he was brought in here for a reason and his vision. So. He, he came and identified the things we do well. I would say the biggest thing that, that he was a pioneer for that, that we just wrapped up fairly recently was our, our new strategic plan, the Vitality Lincoln Strategic Plan, which, which brought in the Chamber as well as Lincoln Partnership as well as the Visit Lincoln Group, kind of all under one unified vision. Um, a bunch of key stakeholders from the community sat in on that from, from the business community, but also from the nonprofit world. You know, folks like the Food Bank and NeighborWorks jumped in on that. He, he helped bring us all together and have one united vision. I'll echo his words. We, we want to be one economic vitality organization. doesn't matter if you're, if you're more uh, focused on events or if you're more focused on networking or if you're more focused on traditional economic development. When we're working all together, that's when we are the most impactful. So it's really nice to have on my wall, hey, here's my strategic plan. If I'm ever at a loss for how do I move forward in, in this specific this specific challenge, this specific problem, I mean, the roadmap's right there. So I think a, a big thing that Jason did, and I, I'm sure it's been done in the past, was was to instill that strategic plan and that unified vision, and I think it's paying off. Oh, real quick, lightning round questions. Yeah, are you, are you up it. for it? Ready? Yeah, let's Okay, do it. ready. Number one, what is Lincoln's unemployment rate? Uh, right around 2%. Uh, number two, what's the national unemployment rate? 3.5%. How many, how many people live in Lincoln? Two in Lincoln, right about two hundred and ninety thousand. And how about Lancaster County? Bump up to three and a quarter, three hundred twenty-five thousand. In which two categories was Lincoln recently recognized as achieving top national rankings? Oh, these are good ones too. Um, the happiest place to live. Yeah. And uh, the best place for young professionals. You win. Hey, you win. <laughs> there you go. Good job. Nailed it. Well, he gets to keep his job. He does. Yeah, <laughs> we said it was okay. Thanks a lot for joining the show. Um, we are one of the only economic development shows in mass media, and we are just so honored to have you here as our representative from Lincoln Partnership of Economic Development. Well, thank you, and thank you for banging the drum of economic development. It's, it's important work, and, and I appreciate your support as well. This has Thank been you. Grow Lincoln on 1400 AM 99.3 FM. Economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Have you tried doing your own podcast? Is it too time consuming? Partner with us at Grow Lincoln and we'll help you out. Between our two shows, we have a built-in audience of thousands of people and can push those shows out for you. Message us on Facebook or Twitter for more information. And this segment is possible today because of Service Master Professional Building Maintenance, University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business. Jay Stowe is here from Lincoln Electric System to talk about the Sustainable Energy Program. And I, I think this is really important because they have grants that a lot of times people don't know about, Dave. Yeah, and and they expire after a certain amount of time. And I just love having Lincoln Electric System as one of our sponsors because you guys have a lot of information that I don't know that everybody is aware of. And, and Jay this. Dave is going through a, a, a home remodel, so this is oh. extra interesting yeah. to him. Unfortunately, I'm out in the country, so I don't get Lincoln Electric System uh, stuff. Uh, 
I'm out in Norris Public Power District. But it's nice for him to hear what he's missing yes. out on. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, Jay, talk about the sustainability and incentive funds. Sure. So I'm going to call it SEP. Okay. So okay. basically what it is, we provide uh, financial incentives to encourage our residential and business customers to, to make energy efficiency improvements. And by being more energy efficient, they're going to save money. And what it's going to do to LES, it's going to reduce, um, lower our peak uh, energy production during the summer months. But it's also going to delay any uh, options of us having to build another power plant. Put that off until the future. How much money do you have in your sustainability program right now? So we start out at $1.5 million, And as of yesterday, we're down to about $550,000. We haven't run out of money in quite a few years, um, but if we do get close, we do have some options of moving more money back into that fund. That's great. Explain the services and incentives that you have for commercial and then break it down for residential. Sure. Um, so it's really broken down for residential, commercial. Um, so if you have a older home or an older business, um, and I'm talking property-wise. Like like more than X yeah. amount of years? Yep, I would say anywhere from prior to 1980. Okay. okay. And what I'm talking about there is insulation. Mm. So we have an insulation program if you have minimal attic insulation or no exterior wall insulation. We have an incentive up to $1,000. And then if you're going to upgrade to, a, say, a heat pump or an air conditioner, we have incentives for those also. Hmm. And for a heat pump, that's going to be $800. And then for air conditioners, it's $600. And then, so I should say that all of these programs are actually given to the customer through what we call a participating contractor. They will actually deduct that uh, amount off of their invoice we will reimburse them that dollar amount after we verify they got the credit and that um, it, the the equipment or whatever they did meets our requirements. So if a business or a residence more older than 1980 is getting bids for some of these things, they probably need to come to your website and look at who those contractors are that participate with you in this Grant program yeah. is that so right? W what I do want to stress, though, the the insulation program, and those are the homes that may not have enough uh, insulation, but the heat pump, air conditioners, if you're replacing an existing, or if you're building, you know, you have the option of getting a higher efficient equipment too. Hmm. Great, interesting. I've got one quick question, and you know, I don't know that we thought about this when we talked uh, ahead of time, but. In regards to the uh, residential stuff, for because there's a lot of older uh, residential stuff out, properties out there that maybe you might be a landlord. If you're a landlord, would you be able to do this, or do you have to be a homeowner? No, absolutely. Um, any home that qualifies for the insulation, um, it, it can just be the property owner. You know, obviously the renter is not going to make that investment, but it's going to be that property owner that's going to improve the efficiencies of the home. Great. And then the obvious thing is the lighting. And so, exactly. I mean, you do insulation and HVAC, heating, ventilation, air conditioning, for those that don't know, um, but also the lighting. So That's probably yeah. your most popular. Well, for businesses, that is strictly going to be for businesses. 
So uh, what we have with our SEP program, if you have uh, fluorescent linear tube bulbs, um, we do have an incentive to upgrade that to LED lighting. Um, I do have a couple um, projects that I looked up. If you want to know, get an idea of savings and right. incentives. Yes, like what, what's possible here, or frame of reference for sure. a retail or a warehouse or, or whatever yep. example you yeah. might have. So I looked up some projects that we gave an incentives back to 2020 so I can have a little bit of a history. So I found a 1,300-foot uh, office space. They replaced 16 fixtures. And the total LAS incentive was $320, but they're saving about $167 per year. Um, put that into a retail space, I found an 18,000-square-foot retail space. They've replaced 242 light fixtures, and the LAS incentive was right around $4,600. And the total savings that they are seeing is right about $9,000. That's wow. significant. So, so the one thing I want to stress with that one is due to their reduced energy, we put them on a one of our lower commercial retail rates. So oh. so it was an added bonus to them. Hmm. Are there federal and local tax credits? And maybe that's kind of a fuzzy world, difficult to understand for just the average consumer. But you want to explain that a little bit? Sure. So there is a federal tax credit um, for those people. And this is going to be more for residential, but businesses, um, the tax uh, credits are a little bit different. In, but when you're replacing or adding insulation, there's a federal tax credit. Um, for air conditioner, heat pumps. Uh, one thing I did forget to mention is we have a heat pump water heater rebate also. Oh, um, but those would all qualify for a residential tax credit. And then the commercial customers, um, that is geared more to what, what they're doing to, to improve those efficiencies. But there's a little matrix that they look at to look at you know how much energy they actually reduced. So I think there they have to um, have a little bit of a history to get that tax credit. Jay, how do people find you or your incentives? What's the best way to Google or to look up on or explain how on the website to get to this? Sure. So it's les.com backslash SEP. Okay. Okay. Or maybe just Google Lincoln Electric System sustainability or energy efficiency or something. All the you'll, above. You'll get, all you'll the, get above. the above. All right. Yeah. Well, thank well, thanks you. Thanks a lot for joining us. Um, Lincoln Electric System um, has been and is now a strong supporter of our show. And we are glad that we could bring this information to those of you in Lincoln. This city is my city. And I love it. Yeah, I love it. I was born and raised here, I got it made here, and if I have my way, I'm gonna stay, it be It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. This is Grow Lincoln with our segment about businesses under construction around town, opening, closing, moving to other places. CVS was on the chopping block this past week, and it was announced that they will be closing at 48th and O Streets. Yes, they will. This segment is possible today because of Realtors Association of Lincoln, Sarder Heyman Jewelers, 
and Lincoln Electric System. Robin, you just brought up CVS. I mean, uh, I just think a lot of people wouldn't guess that a CVS would close. Thought they were forever. I mean, their receipts stretch out forever and ever. <laughs> Why should the store not last forever and ever? But yes, they apparently overbuilt a little bit in Lincoln. Um, I had some questions about something down the road from CVS at 48th. You know, if you keep going east on O Street and you're Almost to 56th, and you look on the south side over there by that, Seven Brew and Freddy's, a lot of construction this past week, um, last last few weeks, last actually. Last few weeks, I huh? mean, they were out there with bulldozers and then some walls, and I think there's a sign now, but Tracy Bridgman, Grob, Susan Ringsmith, and Dana Bowen wanted to know what that is. And that's going to be Discount Tire Store. Uh, going into that location, Robin. Yeah, so yeah. That's why you're seeing all those uh, walls going up. Now, going the other direction, heading towards downtown at 26th and O, um, there used to be a company there. I think it was bicycles. It was called Rerides. And there's been Rosari's Kitchen food truck there, but you saw a building permit for a permanent situation there. Yeah, I did. Uh, I saw a building permit for Rosario's, it, it, it appeared, uh, for $12,000 to convert that space uh, to make it a kitchen. They do Ecuadorian, Hispanic-style food. The restaurant is under construction, um, so the food park will remain parked outside the building for now until they get that done. Yeah. Robin, shall we head north to uh, the old tech park on 4725 Innovation Drive? Uh, I saw a building permit uh, out in that area for a a dental office. And clinic. It said that they have, will have an unfinished basement and unfinished tenant space. So one would assume that they're building a building in excess of what the dental office is going to require. The building permit was two point six million dollars. Robin, this is kind of an area that's kind of that, that's interesting. It it's, was owned by. Uh, I guess it was the university at the at the time, the tech park out there, or at least a not-for-profit entity, and now it's owned by, predominantly by an individual. It was sold off uh, to yes. a private developer. So that's interesting they would get a dental clinic out there, but that would serve the Highlands. It would. It would serve the people in Fallbrook. It would, you know, people even living downtown, because you can get to the old tech park fairly easily from downtown if you need to. And uh, our former guest had mentioned, you know, even being out at, uh, you know, the 48th and Northwest 48th. Yeah, if you live and, out and near the airport, how many... This, de- is, this is like five or ten minutes to downtown. Yeah, how many dentists are out there? Yeah, you could go to the old tech park and yeah. get you get your dental services. Yeah, they could, they, they actually would have... A really big geographic cir- circle that I would think so that they could serve. I would think so. Hey, Robin, uh, I know that you talked about it, and I talked about uh, the Imperial uh, Palace building. Imperial Palace Chinese on North Twenty Seventh. Chinese on yeah. North Twenty Seventh and um, what's that? Vine Holdridge. It's on 
vine. Where all the campaign signs always are, every, every election. They would allow every campaign person, no matter what, could put their signs there. Um, we noticed that that had been sold on the county assessor site to an organization in Lincoln known as Splash Realty at 3900 South 9th Street. Which is Jet Splash. Which would be 10th and Highway 2, which would be Jet Splash. So, um, and it was fun to read the, you know, so I posted that on the Grow Lincoln Facebook page. And it was kind of fun to read the, the reaction to that. It Some was of their comments. Like, you know, thank goodness there is not another car wash for literally for blocks. This was a good <laughs> thing, you know. <laughs> but yeah, we in Lincoln highly value clean cars. And it seems like we value clean cars uh, recently more than what we did, say, 20, 30 years ago. Yes, we used to be very tolerant of dirty. We no longer are. <laughs> well, Robin, we have a closing, which is always sad. Uh, this is at in the Unit Place area. University Place is located up on North 48th and Layton. That would be east and slightly north of East Campus and also west of uh, Nebraska Wesleyan University in the business district there. Um, that's one of those, there's a couple of new condominium projects, and this is one of those newer ones. They tried a concept with three restaurants sharing one kitchen. Yep. They had Dak Shack, Lincoln's Pub, and Franco's Fresh Mexican Food. And they were all in one building, you know, one big kitchen hidden in the back. Dak Shack did permanently close, and it says they're rebranding that particular space Lincoln's Pub changed its name to Layton's Pub, and the Franco's Fresh Mexican also permanently closed. Yep. Uh, so two out of the three permanently closed. We're well, always we have to sign off for this segment. We are signing off for this particular segment. We're always looking for news on Grow Lincoln. So if you have anything for us, contact us on Facebook or Twitter.